Hello, it's Dr. Donna, and welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today, I want to talk about self-regulation. Now, this is the a term that's been around for many years, but you're going to hear more and more people use it on social media. And I've been seeing it pop up. And usually it only pops up in my studies because although I work as a coach, I take a lot of psychology courses, coaching courses, and I'm always trying to stay up to date and learn new things so that I can add to my practice and serve better. Now, self-regulation can get misunderstood as being self-control. Now, if you follow my page or read my book, you know I do not like the word control. And throughout the years, I have had clients want to be in control because they thought it would be a way to feel safe. And society always talks about being in control because it makes it seem like you have your shit together, you're empowered, and you know what you're doing. But actually... And then there's a side of believing that people who want to control others, right, are bullies and, you know, all sorts of negative things. They're narcissists, right? You hear all these names. Now, let's talk about self-control versus self-regulation. Now, I love the term self-regulation because it's saying I have these feelings, I have these emotions, and they're running but they're not controlling me because i am aware of them so i know how to stop them before they get worse now a good example of self-regulation is when you're working in customer service and a person is rude to you a customer is rude to you and you're hearing them and you're having feelings about this moment but you don't lash out at them because you're like, hey, this is their stuff, it's not mine, Um, I'm not reacting. That's one way that self-regulation works. Another way that it works is you're fighting with your partner and it starts to get ugly, right? And then you guys stop and say, look, we don't want to say things that's going to hurt each other. We know we're having a moment and that moment isn't good right now because we're fighting but let's not call each other names and do go too far and say things that we regret so those are two examples of what self-regulation is it's starting to have the feelings that may be uncomfortable and you're not necessarily stopping them but you're becoming more aware of what you're feeling and how to handle it better Versus self-control is a person that just shuts off. They shut down. They have these feelings. They shut them down immediately, and they never feel them. They just go, this is a good feeling. This is a bad feeling. I'm going to shut off the bad feeling. And they actually stunt their emotional growth. And a lot of times people who are trying to practice self-control instead of practicing self-regulation struggle because they never feel comfortable expressing themselves they won't communicate with their partner they won't tell people what their needs are there's this hope that people will figure it out and often people who are practicing that type of self-control probably grew up in environments where they were told you know stop being a baby stop whining suck it up this is what it is you know they never been taught to deal with their emotions 
And so they put on a gang face and they're kind of numb. They do it so much to where they numb out. And, but then they tell themselves, well, I'm in control. Nobody's seeing my weakness. Nobody's seeing me sweat. But they're also not seeing you be a human. And so really when you practice self-control, it's illusion of being in charge and having it together and having things figured out. But you actually hurt yourself because you're not validating yourself. Like there's a saying in my book, I said, and, and it goes, avoiding uncomfortable feelings is a form of self-abandonment. So when you avoid uncomfortable feelings by practicing self-control, you're abandoning yourself. You're saying you don't matter, your feelings don't matter, and that's a trauma response. Versus when you self-regulate, you validate your feelings, you're not abandoning them, you know they're there, you know what you're feeling, but you handle them differently. See the difference? There's a big difference there. And so I would, I tell you, my mission is to get people so comfortable, so self-connected to where they self-regulate naturally with that self-awareness versus I need to be in control of myself because that need to be in control of oneself is putting a wall up to yourself also not just to the outside world and it cheats you out of so many things you can't even manifest when you're practicing self-control but you can manifest when you're practicing self-regulation you have great relationships and friendships and get a great job and be a great leader when you practice self-regulation. But you can't have those things when you're practicing self-control. Self-control cuts you off from the world. It cuts you off from yourself. Remember, it's a form of self-abandonment because you're saying, I'm not supposed to feel these things, so I'm just going to shut it off. Versus if you regulate, it's like, okay, I'm feeling it, but it's not going to get the best of me. It's not going to destroy me. It's not going to make me have a crazy moment, you know, or go off. Or if you do those things, you are able to own it. So those are the differences. Now, how do you get to the point of self-regulating? The first way is to stop controlling your feelings, right? You want to self-regulate? Stop trying to be in control. You don't need to be in control. Life is better when we stop trying to control it because we set ourselves up for hurt and disappointment. And the best way to stop controlling is to really ask yourself, why do I need to control things? What is that doing for me? How is that serving me? How does that protect me? And that may require therapy. You know me. I believe therapy is for everyone. Um, it isn't about being broken. It's about making yourself a better version of yourself. That's what therapy does. It heals the things that needs to be healed so you can be your best person. Now, another way to self-regulate is to acknowledge, hey, I have these issues. I have these flaws. I'm seeking help. I know they're there. And it's to become more present with them. Feel the weight of your emotions and how you respond to people. And so you can think for a moment and say, do I want to just continue on an aggressive path or I can feel this, but then I can stop it before it gets out of hand, you know, instead of spiraling. And those are the two top ways to become able to self-regulate. 
And it's by feeling the weight of yourself and who you are without the judgment and just acknowledging who you are and why you're the way that you are so that you can start taking a different approach to it all, you know, to life, to people. And that way you don't have to abandon yourself. And you can acknowledge yourself and you can be present and you can connect on a deeper level to yourself because you're saying, hey, I have these emotions. Some of them may feel like a flaw, but I have them and I'm going to stay present with them instead of pushing them away and shutting them down. But when they come up, I'm going to have a different approach to how I handle it. And that's really what evolving is, what spirituality is, what self-growth is, self-awareness. That's what healing is. And that's how you win at life. And that's how life becomes easier. So I hope this really helps to give some clarity so that self-regulation doesn't seem like some huge scientific term, although it is in some ways, more of a psychological term um, versus you know, just thinking, I need to be in control of myself. It, it just, ugh, you don't need to be in control of yourself. You need to love yourself, validate yourself, see yourself. Um, it all starts with us. And the way that we treat ourselves is how people will treat us. Thank you for listening, and may you have an amazing day.